Hi, everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey, everybody, welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. Today, we're looking at Deuteronomy 24 to 27. Uh, Guess what? A lot more rules and laws because we're in Deuteronomy, and this is Moses reminding everybody what to do when they get there. Um, So as we read over these chapters, Jenny, what do you want to talk about? Well, chapter four opens up talking about divorce. And 24. Chapter 24. What did I say? I think you said four. Dang. Okay. Well, 24. Anyway, it, starts, it talks about divorce. And I guess for me, it was just a little surprising to hear about a woman who has been divorced and divorced again. And I know we've, we talked earlier, this is just setting the parameters for th- like what to expect or what to do in the instance of these things. So this is not necessarily the norm, but it is set up so that they have direction for what to do in these instances. So for me, I guess it was just kind of like surprising to see if she gets divorced and then she gets divorced again. And then like all these goofy things, what's the deal with this? Because it says in the, in our footnotes, this is like pretty much the only time that divorce is really even mentioned in the, the old Testament. Yeah. The, the assumption here is that this should not happen. This is in the same kind of category of what we were talking about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like God's already said uh, that you shouldn't commit adultery. So the idea is that you get married and you stay married. Uh, but this is in that category of like, okay, yeah, but what do you do when when that doesn't happen or somebody doesn't follow? There's a lot of people under this law. And mm-hmm. so not everybody's going to be doing exactly what God has said. Um, so what seems to be the concern here in 24 is like a dowry. Like you can't like basically it's all about you can't money. Yeah. Like you can't take advantage of the fact that um, there was a payment to get married once. Then there was a payment to get married twice. Now you can't be paid again to get married again to the same person. Like the that's, same that's, first person. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like a like a perversion so it's, of it's what's kind intended. Of calling out. It's more calling out like the the greed factor. That's yeah, so there's, strange. there's definitely some greed there. Um, something else while you're finding what you're looking for in the New Testament, our footnotes say in the first four verses of chapter 24, um, it recognizes that people have hard hearts and will sometimes fall short of God's ideal, which is interesting. That hard hearts thing just keeps popping up all over the place and... Well, and that's, that's just the ESV footnote, so that's not like the inspired word of God. Yes, but I think that's like a... That's a repeated thing we've seen over and yeah, over again. Yeah, like people are given over to their sins and they're going to continue in those mm-hmm, sins. And so mm-hmm. even people in the Israelite community are falling into sin. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. not supposed to, but they are. Uh, I was, Jesus is going to refer to this in Matthew 5. Um, basically, the the Pharisees are trying to set him up by quoting this passage. What's funny is they quote very little of the passage. Um, they're asking him a question and they say, It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. That's it. That's all they're going to wow. quote. So we're not we're not the first culture to love taking things out of context. Yeah. Um, but but I say to you, this is Jesus. Um, but I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Um, Jesus is going to basically set up like, hey, l- listen, this is not this should not be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is really not something we should just do willy nilly. Uh, obviously, today. Uh, divorce is a big part of our culture. Many people are seriously affected by divorce. Maybe some of you listening are affected by divorce. Uh, and it's important to understand that we have grace and compassion. We um, 
we want to deal well with these difficult situations, but also we don't want to shy away from the fact that we're just reading through the whole Bible and there are things called out about divorce and how it should be handled. Uh, I guess, let's see, what else stuck out? Anything for you in chapter 24 before we move on? No, to be honest, well, I guess actually in a lot of chapter 24, uh, we already set up that this divorce passage seems to be about like dowry prices. Mm-hmm. Um, there seems to be quite a bit in chapter 24 about not taking advantage of poor people. Basically. Um, yeah. there's this thing about not taking a millstone as like a, like a down payment basically, or like a, like a guarantee on a loan. And that's because if you took a millstone from somebody, you took their ability to like produce for themselves. Mm-hmm. Never get ahead. Exactly. They can't get ahead. They can't produce for themselves. So you, you're not allowed to do that because that's going to put them in a, in a negative situation. Um, when you, when you loan money to people, um, you're not supposed to be greedy with how you loan money to people. There's a lot of um, foreshadowing of Ruth again. Yeah, yeah. When Where you there's... when you harvest your fields, yeah. you're gonna leave like the loose part of your crops drop to the ground. So all of this, like, it actually seems like this section has a lot to do with like an underlying theme of greed. Yeah, I think to so. Steer clear of it because that's what they're saying with with divorce. Although it is like directly talking about divorce, it's also talking about like don't be greedy and like divorce your wife just so that you can remarry her later and just get that dowry again. Yeah. Um, then we're also talking about like what you're just saying with the loans, um, allow them to get on their feet and not be like oppressive about money. Uh, then... Even here, verse 17, you shall not pervert the justice due to a sojourner or the f- fatherless yeah. or take a widow's garment in pledge. Remember you were a slave in Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you from there. Therefore I command you to do this. Mm-hmm. So God consistently has a very high view of sojourners of fatherless children widows. of widows um, and he's saying, like, don't take advantage of these people. Take care of these people. Mm-hmm. So it's it's important to to see that and catch that. Uh, basically, I don't know that I have much more to talk about in these passages. Um, there is a, a provision to set up, like, an altar, essentially, when they cross into the promised land to remember the full law. It's like a monument that has the law on it. Um, and then you get this dramatic scene where, like, Half the people are going to be on one side on the mountain. Half the people are going to be on the other side of the mountain. And they're going to proclaim the blessings and the curses of the law um, Mm -hmm. to kind of like commit to keeping to the law. So it starts out with the curses. You have like this group of people on Mount Ebal shouting out the curses uh, and the people responding, amen. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of this corporate service recognizing the law that the Lord has set out. Um, I don't know why we split it in half, but we split it in half. Tomorrow we'll get into the blessings for obedience it's kind of interesting though because it's it's almost like so in my classroom when i used to teach it would be like i would i would say the expectations to the students and everybody say like if you have if you understand say i got it mrs zook and they would respond back like i got it there you go so it it puts everybody on the same page everybody on the same playing field where it's like the expectation is set you've responded and say that you understand and that's kind of what it seems like is going on here like curses the man who does xyz if you're all in like agreement with this or understand this amen and it, I think it, it just kind of sets the tone. Like, there is no confusion because what we have just said, you responded with, like, yes. It's like signing an agreement, be. basically. Like, yes, yeah. we will do this. It is interesting that this is being proclaimed before they enter the land, basically, um, because it's like a corporate agreement to 
the law yeah. before they take the land mm-hmm. that's been promised to them. And the land is like under the law. They have to follow the law to inherit the land. What are you laughing about? I'm just thinking field trips. Like everybody's excited to go. You got to lay down the the rules before you let them all just run loose and go crazy. He's <laughs> <laughs> setting the expectation before they head in. Yes. Joshua's going to handle yes. it. So what do you think is a good takeaway for today? Your part uh, that we can just live out. I think a practical thing that we can take from today's reading, specifically from chapters 24 and 25, is there is this serious command from God about greed. Like there's that underlying theme that we've seen across these different scenarios that could have played out in the lives of the Israelites and taking care of the less fortunate people around you and not taking advantage of them. Um, And I know this can be a really easy thing to do without even really realizing that you're doing it. Um, But just remembering the people that are not as fortunate as you um, and sharing in the wealth and the the things that you have, specifically like we were talking about that that, um, passage that's kind of foreshadowing what will come in the book of Ruth, where we see um, the abundance of the fields that are left for the sojourners and for the less fortunate, the widows, the the orphans, that type of thing. And I think that's such a powerful um, message for what we can do as well with the abundance of the things that we are given um, to make sure that we're taking care of people that just are less fortunate and have uh, needs that we can cater to and help. So that's that's my takeaway. You want to add anything to that at all? No, I think it's great. We just want to continue to care for those that yeah, are less fortunate yeah, than ourselves yeah. and actually act on that. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Like, actually do something about it. Turn that into actually caring for somebody. And don't just wait for the opportunity to fall on your lap. Like, seek those out as yeah. well. Because they're, I believe those situations or those people within those situations are all over the place. It's just a matter of taking the time to recognize and act on. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, thanks for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow uh, for more Deuteronomy. See you then. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our take on God's word. Stick around and listen to the word uh, on the second part of the podcast. Before we get in there, uh, we just want to remind you, you can connect with us at any time on social media and YouTube at God's plan, your part. Also, we are a listener supported podcast. So if you ever want to help us out with the ministry that we're doing, uh, you can do that by clicking the link in our description. And now here's the reading for today. Deuteronomy 24. When a man takes a wife and marries her, If then she finds no favor in his eyes, because he has found some indecency in her, and he writes her a certificate of divorce, and puts it in her hand, and sends her out of his house, and she departs out of his house, and if she goes and becomes another man's wife, and the latter man hates her, and writes her a certificate of divorce, and puts it in her hand, and sends her out of his house, or of the latter man, if he dies, who took her to be his wife, then her former husband, who sent her away, may not take her again to be his wife after she has been defiled, for that is an abomination before the Lord. And you shall not bring sin upon the land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance. When a man is newly married, he shall not go out with the army or be liable for any other public duty. He shall be free at home one year to be happy with his wife whom he has taken. No one shall take a mill or an upper millstone in pledge, for that would be taking a life in pledge. If a man is found stealing one of his brothers of the people of Israel, and if he treats him as a slave or sells him, then that thief shall die. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. 
take care in case of leprous disease to be very careful to do according to all that the Levitical priests shall direct you. As I commanded them, so you shall be careful to do. Remember that the Lord your God did to Miriam on the way that you came out of Egypt. When you make your neighbor a loan of any sort, you shall not go into his house to collect his pledge. You shall stand outside, and the man to whom you make the loan shall bring the pledge out to you. And if he is a poor man, you shall not sleep in his pledge. You shall restore him to the pledge as the sun sets, and that he may sleep in his cloak and bless you. And it shall be righteousness for you before the Lord your God. You shall not oppress a hired worker who is poor and needy, whether he is one of your brothers or one of the sojourners who are in the land within your towns. You shall give him his wages on the same day before the sun sets, for he is poor and counts on it, lest he cry against you to the Lord, and you may be guilty of sin. Fathers shall not be put to death because of their children, nor shall children be put to death because of their fathers. Each one shall be put to death for his own sin. You shall not pervert the justice due to the sojourner or the fatherless, or take a widow's garment in pledge, but you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you from there. Therefore I command you to do this. When you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the sojourner and the fatherless and the widow, that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. When you beat your olive trees, you shall not go over them again. It shall be for the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow. When you gather grapes of your vineyard, you shall not strip it afterward. It shall be for the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow. You shall remember that at, that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore, I command you to do this. If there is a dispute between men, and they come into court, and the judges decide between them, acquitting the innocent and condemning the guilty... Then if the guilty man deserves to be beaten, the judge shall cause him to lie down and be beaten in his presence with a number of stripes in proportion to his offense. Forty stripes may be given him, but not more, lest, if one should go on to beat him with more stripes than these, your brother may be degraded in your sight. You shall not muzzle an ox when it is treading out the grain. If brothers dwell together and one of them dies and has no son, the wife of the dead man shall not be married outside the family to a stranger. Her husband's brother shall go into her and take her as his wife and perform the duty of a husband's brother to her. And the first son whom she bears shall succeed to the name of his dead brother, that his name may not be blotted out of Israel. And if the man does not wish to take his brother's wife, then his brother's wife shall go up to the gate and the elders and say, My husband's brother refuses to perpetuate his brother's name in Israel. He will not perform the duty of a husband's brother to me. Then the elders of the city shall call him and speak to him, and if he persists, saying, I do not wish to take her, then his brother's wife shall go up to him in the presence of the elders and pull his sandal off his foot and spit in his face. And she shall answer and say, So shall it be done to the man who does not build up his brother's house. And the name of his house shall be called in Israel, the house of him who had his sandal pulled off. When men fight with one another, and the wife of one draws near to rescue her husband from the hand of him who is beating him, and puts out her hand and seizes him by the private parts, then you shall cut off her hand. Your eyes shall have no pity. You shall not have in your bag two kinds of weights, a large and a small. You shall not have in your house two kinds of measures, a large and a small. A full and fair weight you shall have, a full and fair measure you shall have, that your days may be long in the land and the Lord your God is giving you. 
For all who do such things, all who act dishonestly, are an abomination to the Lord your God. Remember what Amalek did to you on the way that you came out of Egypt, how he attacked you on the way when you were faint and weary and cut off your tail, those who were lagging behind you and did not fear God. Therefore, when the Lord your God has given you rest from all your enemies around you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance to possess, you shall blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. You shall not forget. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance and have taken possession of it and live in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground which you harvest from your land that the Lord your God is giving you, and you shall put it in a basket and shall go to the place that the Lord your God will choose to make his name dwell there. And you shall go to the priest who is in the office at the time and say to him, I declare today the Lord your God that I have come into the land the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket from your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. And you shall make response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my father, and he went down into Egypt and sojourned there. Few in number, and there he became a nation, great, mighty, and populous. And the Egyptians treated us harshly and humiliated us and laid on us hard labor. Then we cried to the Lord, the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great deeds of terror, with signs and wonders. And he brought us into the place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And behold, now I bring the first of the fruit to the ground, which you, O Lord, have given me. And you shall set it down before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. And you shall rejoice in all the good that the Lord has given you and your house, you and the Levite and the sojourner who is among you. When you have finished paying all the tithe of your produce in the third year, which is the year of tithing, giving it to the Levite, the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow, so that they may eat within your towns and be filled, then you shall say before the Lord your God, I have removed the sacred portion out of my house, and moreover I have given it to the Levite, the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow, according to all the commandments that you have commanded me. I have not transgressed any of your commandments, nor have I forgotten them. I have not eaten the tithe while I was mourning, or removed any of it while it was unclean, or offended any of it to the dead. I have obeyed the voice of the Lord my God. I have done according to all that you have commanded me. Look down from your holy habitation from heaven, and bless your people Israel, and the ground that you have given us, as you swore to your fathers, a land flowing with milk and honey. This day the Lord your God commands you to do these statutes and rules. You shall therefore be careful to do them with all your heart and all your soul. You have declared today that the Lord is your God and that you will walk in his ways and keep his statutes and commandments and his rules and obey his voice. And the Lord has declared today that you are a people for his treasured possession. And he has promised you and that you are to keep his commandments and that he will set you in, a, in praise and in fame and in honor high above all nations that he made and that you shall be a people holy to the Lord your God as he promised. Now Moses and the elders of Israel commanded the people, saying, Keep the whole commandment that I command you today, and on this day you cross over the Jordan to the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall set up large stones and plaster them with plaster, and you shall write on them all the words of this law when you cross over to enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord your God, the God of your fathers, has promised you. And when you have crossed over the Jordan, you shall set up these stones concerning which I command you today on Mount Ebal, and you shall plaster them with plaster. And there you shall build an altar to the Lord your God, an altar of stones. You shall wield no iron tool on them. You shall build an altar to the Lord your God of uncut stones, and you shall offer burnt offerings on it to the Lord your God. And you shall sacrifice peace offerings, and shall eat there, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God. And you shall write on these stones all the words of the law very plainly." 
Then Moses and the Levitical priests said to all Israel, Keep silence and hear, O Israel. This day you have become the people of the Lord your God. You shall therefore obey the voice of the Lord your God, keeping his commandments and his statutes which I command you today. That day Moses charged the people, saying, When you have crossed over the Jordan, these shall stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. And these shall stand on Mount Ebal for the curse, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. And the Levites shall declare to all the men of Israel in a loud voice, Cursed be the man who makes a carved or cast metal image, an abomination to the Lord, a thing made by the hands of a craftsman, and sets it up in secret. And all the people shall answer it and say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who dishonors his father or mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who moves his neighbor's landmark, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who misleads a blind man on the road, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who perverts the justice due to the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with his father's wife because he has uncovered his father's nakedness, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with any kind of animal, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with his sister, whether the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with his mother-in-law, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who strikes down his neighbor in secret, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who takes a bribe to shed innocent blood, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who does not confirm the words of this law by doing them, and all the people shall say, Amen. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.